Welcome to the Excellentia Surgery Center chat. This is Kathy Montgomery bringing you the fifth segment of our podcast series. You may have heard me speak of the Excellentia Advisory Group's e-membership in the past. One of the features of that membership is our group conference calls. Last week during our call, we had a conversation about the CMS proposed rules for ASCs. It prompted a fair amount of emails from the members post-call, so it kind of made me think perhaps this topic is ripe for a larger audience via our podcast group, to be precise. So let me bring you to the details today in hopes that you might find it as interesting as our e-members did. This proposed rule would reform Medicare regulations that have been identified as unnecessary, obsolete, or excessively burdensome. Hard to figure, right? Well, the general thinking is that this proposed rule would increase the ability of our staff and our leadership to devote resources to improving patient care, rather than what we often find, time devoted to areas that don't seem to affect patient care or outcome. I am sure we all would have loved to be in that discussion. I bet we could have expanded the list of burdensome standards. Novel idea, right? Certainly it would be awesome if this concept catches on, but nonetheless, let's look back to September of 2018. Three of the ideas kind of bubbled to the top of the think tank. Number one, the standard that requires the comprehensive history and physical. I'm the first to admit this has been a bone of contention with many of my surgeons for some time now. You've heard it all. It slows them down, doesn't always seem relevant. You get the picture. And the rigidness of the exact 30-day window, not 31, 30 days exact. This is often documented as one of the most frequent cited standards with all of the accrediting organizations, as well as the state surveyors. Well, the proposal suggested to remove the current requirement, the one that you would find at 416.52, and replace that rule with a requirement that would defer to a certain extent to the ASC's specific policy and the operating physician's clinical judgment. So in other words, to ensure that patients receive the appropriate pre-surgical assessments tailored to that type of patient, the type of surgery, very specific. We still would be required to have the operating surgeon document any pre-existing medical conditions and appropriate test results in the medical record. And that's for the purpose, obviously, of consideration before, during, and after surgery. But this proposal is getting the ophthalmology world very excited. CMS cited a cataract with an IOL implant as an example of a procedure that perhaps should not routinely require a comprehensive H&P. So it's possible, it's possible if this passes, that the board would be positioned to decide which types of patients and which types of procedures would require that comprehensive history and physical, rather 100% of your patients, which is what we're doing now. Also, it was mentioned in the comment that the current rule often causes a hardship for our patients. Some of them are forced to go to their primary care physician to get that pre-op physical done. I actually have some clients that have staffed a nurse practitioner in the pre-op area to do these HMPs to save the surgeon time and to ensure compliance. We'll see how that we'll see how this all goes. 
because not all physicians, frankly, are comfortable doing these HMPs because they haven't done them since their residency. Well, the public comment period closed November of 2018. What's interesting about this process, unlike some of the others, there's no timeline for CMS to respond after reviewing these comments. So we wait and we wait and we wait. This particular proposal, I think will be very interesting. I predict it's going to create challenges for both facilities as well as surveyors. Facilities are going to have to create strong policies to succinctly articulate their criteria for what types of procedures are going to require this comprehensive H&P. Will it be based on what type of anesthesia is used? Maybe on the length of the time the patient's in the OR? Of course, facilities will as well want to consider the comorbidities of the patient's. The surveyors, on the other hand, they're likely, they're going to suffer some frustration trying to figure this all out as well. It won't be near as easy as counting those 30 days now, will it? One additional area CMS is looking at is the requirement for facilities to have a hospital transfer agreement or physicians have admitting privileges at a closed hospital. The problem is the competitive edge that hospitals have has often put ASCs in a very difficult position when it comes to this standard. I myself have had difficulty getting hospital transfer agreements. It's common knowledge that the ASC is going to be competing for the same patient base and hospitals. They don't like to lose their cases. It's pretty simple to not cooperate by letting that agreement sit on a pile on somebody's desk for months while they're waiting to get their initial survey. The same situation has occurred with getting hospital privileges. And sadly, the hospitals are aware that this is a requirement for ASCs, yet not motivated often to help us with compliance. Hospitals' counter comment to this proposal is that it will likely cause more stress and financial burden to the patients as they might have to go through the ER rather than a direct admit. The hospitals further claim that it would cause the hospital to have increased operational burden due to the increased visits in their ER. I'll be telling you, I've not seen statistics on this, but I can probably count on one hand the number of transfers that were a direct admit rather than an ER visit for most of my clients. CMS doesn't appear to be buying this either. Their counter was that ASCs already have emergency response staff and equipment, so the patients are not being put in jeopardy, and that there are already rules in place that require hospitals to provide emergency care regardless of any prior agreements, such as that phenomenal transfer agreement that we can't seem to get. So again, patients will get the care that they need. On the plus side, There have been a fair amount of comments regarding how the hospital would benefit from not having to credential all these physicians, saving in time and money in their credentialing department. Because again, these these docs are getting credentialed just so that they can have privileges and they rarely go to the hospital for anything. And then there's one last proposal that would affect how the emergency operation plan is managed. Stating again, it was felt parts might be too burdensome. As far as the change for ASCs would go, our annual review of the plan would that's now required would be bumped down to every other year. And your coordination with the state and local authorities, you would no longer be required to have documented proof. 
in part because it's just been a challenge. We just can't seem to get it. So I think CMS has figured that out. Again, none of these changes have been approved yet. Still at the discussion stage, and a word of caution, even if they do become new standards for us from the federal standpoint, you will have to see what your State Department of Health is going to do. How are they going to react? They may or may not choose to loosen up any of their similar standards. And if that's the case, you know you would not be off the hook. You have to go to the more stringent rules. Well, before I sign off today, I wanted to introduce you to a colleague of mine, Regina Robinson. Regina is one of our instructors during our previous administrator training course back in November. She led the class through the finance and accounting portion of our agenda. She, like many of us, has been involved in the ASC environment for years. She's CASC certified, an RN with an MBA. I invited her today to give you an opportunity to be introduced for her to say hi and let her discuss the upcoming webinar that she's going to be hosting for Excellentia on February the 21st. I'm really excited, frankly, that she's agreed to also do our next administrator class uh, scheduled for April the 3rd, where she'll once again, uh, once again, be guiding everybody through finance and accounting. But at any rate, Regina, welcome and tell us a little bit about your upcoming session. Thanks, Kathy. I'm Regina. I'm excited that Excellentia Advisor Group asked me to present a one-hour webinar on case costing. It's the one of many finance and accounting topics that we're going to be covering at the ASC Administrator Training Course uh, with you on April 3rd in St. Charles, Missouri. And I want to tell you a little bit of why you might want to come to this one-hour version on case costing. I'm going to review a couple of different ways to do some case costing and also give some details on a way to keep track of this on an Excel spreadsheet. This spreadsheet can also be used for presentation to your organization or as a single case based upon different payers. I hope that you will join me as well as consider coming to St. Charles to meet us face-to-face for more in-depth discussion opportunity to get your questions answered about case costing and other finance and accounting situations. Well, thanks, Regina. I really appreciate that. I, I know it's really going to be beneficial for me. I always struggle to help my my centers come to grips with their financial picture, especially for someone that's starting out. So um, I'm looking forward to it, and I hope everybody will plan to join us. Now, before we close today, I wanted to share some fun facts from HVAP presentation, the Healthcare Facilities Accreditation Program. They reviewed recent annual CMS citations from over 1,300 surgery centers surveyed by state surveyors. So these were not their surveyors. These were state surveyors. Their findings, interesting, I think you'll see, were that multi-specialty ASCs had more deficiencies than single-specialty facilities. Deemed status ASCs had slightly higher rates of noncompliance than non-deemed. Now, that could be a little bit of a quagmire. Maybe we're getting in between the, the twixt of the two surveyors, an accredited surveyor versus a state surveyor. But nonetheless, those are the facts. Podiatry and ortho services had the highest percentage of deficiencies, while dental and ENT had the lowest percentage of deficiencies. So you might want to think about adding one of them on. Most improved areas over the last two years hand hygiene, specifically removing gloves before moving to the next task 
or patient. As well, improvement was noted as far as injection practices in regard to labeling those pre-drawn meds. So that's good news. I think we've got the message off of Exhibit 351 where it specifically tells us what goes on that label. But the greatest increase in citations was open multi-dose vials stored in the OR or stored improperly, I should say. I'm telling you it was probably in the OR, probably in the anesthesia cart. I get it. I understand we're, we're all dealing with shortages right now, but again, doesn't make it right and you're going to get cited. Big improvements noted for following manufacturer's instructions for sterilization, but performance was a bit worse for proper storage of those sterile supplies. And I have to say, I've seen that a lot myself. Uh, Overpacked, overstuffed, kind of crammed into shelves. You know, they need to be um, upright. They need to be not smushed, for lack of a better word. Sorry about that. But uh, I think we all need to kind of look at where we're, we're putting our stuff, our sterile supplies. Well, that's a wrap for us today. Hope you all have a productive week. If you believe in groundhogs, looks like we're going to see an early spring. So maybe our weather will start to improve a little bit soon. And I certainly hope you can join us next week. Thanks so much. Signing off. Be sure to find us on Stitcher, TuneIn, and Spotify, and subscribe so you can get updates whenever we release our new episodes. Love this episode of Excellentia Podcast? Please head over to Stitcher and rate and review. Thanks for tuning in.